0: Today on Profeshsash, we are going to take a moment and recognize, yes, believe it or not, International Update Your Resume Month. <laughs> and our talent specialist, Elisa Walters, who has seen many resumes in her career, is going to share with us some best practices and some things you might want to tweak. Elisa,
1: yeah, uh, this is this is uh, very exciting. I'm I'm kind of geeking out a little over this because obviously, my nine to five, I spend all day, every day looking at resumes. Um, so I think that the most important thing, um, and this just kind of being a best practice for any professionals, recruiters included, is that you should always keep your resume as polished and as up to date as possible. That's going to be number one, is that look at your resume, um, you know, maybe it's every couple months you, you go back and you update it maybe once a month, but any kind of recent accomplishments that you've, um or acc- accolades that you've received, or, or you've accomplished, um, any acquired knowledge, that should all be stuff that you're adding to your resume um, on, you know, whether it's you're getting certifications every month, or every couple months, but really, um, what you don't want to do is like be in a position where you are either, um, you, you've you hit your, your limit with your job, you're, you can't take it anymore, and then you've got to Um, you're going to start looking for a job, or you've lost your job, or, you know, whatever the case might be, Um, it's good to have it ready to go. Because if you're trying to recall a couple of years worth of um, accomplishments, um, experience, um, key performance indicators that you've, you know, you've met in your in your previous role, um, it's going to be hard. So you want to make sure that you're doing that along the way. And then just take a look at uh, the resume, the aesthetic of the resume. Is the resume, um, you know, what does it look like from an aesthetic standpoint? Um, I will say personally, and I think that a lot of colleagues would agree, is I do not like gimmicky resumes. Um, If it's a gimmicky resume and it's got a lot of graphics and pictures and things like that, for somebody who's looking at resumes all day every day that's something you want to keep in mind because you want to, you want to allow somebody who's reviewing your resume to be able to have a breather so that white space and that very clean aesthetic um, that's something that as a recruiter we, we appreciate. Um, making sure that your font size is pretty much consistent across the board. Um, obviously you want to have your your headers. Um, a little bit bigger, but standard font size 12, um, using clean fonts like uh, Cambria, Serif, Calibri, Verdana, um, those really clean, consistent fonts. And you wanna keep your fonts consistent throughout your resume. Um, Also line spacing uh, that, you know, that keeping it single um, within the bulleted points, um, maybe you double space your headers, um, but really just clean, consistent, and thorough.
2: As you were explaining like that you were kind of geeking out over this and started mentioning that no matter where you are in your professional journey, that you should take this moment to update your resume. I was literally writing down, keeping current, um, (laughs) no matter where you are. I love that. And it's so true because I think we've all been guilty of that. I know I have, like where, you know, I I felt like, okay, it's time to start looking for work. Let me update my resume. And it's Mm -hmm. like... Uh, it's such a heavier lift. But if you take the time to do this periodically, not just on International Update Your Resume or during International Update Your Resume Month, but periodically taking a moment to say, hey, let me update to your point, Accolades Awards, when your role changes, when new responsibilities are given to you, is time to do that. And I also added to my notes, do that to your LinkedIn profile as well, because that's an extension of your resume.
1: Yes, 100%. And you want to include, and if it's not on there, you want to include your LinkedIn profile on your resume. Uh, That should certainly be, that should absolutely be on there. Um, The other thing that I think I would, I I want to call out, and I recently received a resume uh, that someone had asked me to review. Um, And I want to talk about that objective and summary section for a moment. That objective statement, I really think is a thing of the past. You want that summary to be your branding tagline on your resume. So you really want to um, hit that, that summary statement pretty hard. Um, you want to use those, those knockout words that you see in a lot of job descriptions. And things like, you know, if you're, you're aiming for a leadership position, you know, are you a transformative leader, uh, strategic leadership? Results oriented. So, really capturing those words that you might see in some of those job descriptions for the roles that you're applying for. Um, this particular resume, most recent experience, seems to have a pretty um, pretty big title um, with the word director in it. So, though you know, if that's your most relevant experience, you want to be hitting those those knockout words uh, pretty hard. So. Um, transformative, strategic, impactful. Um, using metrics, people love to see data. Um, so, being able to tell the story of things—you know, the size of teams that you've worked with. Um, if it's if if the sales-oriented goal, what what are the sales metrics that you've hit? So that's also when we talk about keeping your resume polished and up to date. Those those things that you can show that um, you're not just telling um you know in in whatever you know in one year you've you've grown a team from one person to 12 person or whatever it is so you really want to you want to paint that picture with whatever you can we talk a lot about um, interview styling on here so things to to also think about when you're when you're laying out your resume is you're also you're you're listing those hard skills those technical skills that you might have but you really want to call out those soft skills as well. What sets you apart? Uh, you're goal-oriented. Your, um, y- you know, You're an effective communicator. Those kind of things are all soft skills that you can build your tagline around. What really sets you apart? Use your personal review at your current company as a way to also enhance your resume. Great uh, because- advice. Mm-hmm. yeah there, there's areas you know in your current job that you could be documenting this as well that that's easily transferable to to updating your resume
0: so elisa i have a question because you used terms like effective communicator goal oriented how do you make your resume sound different from everybody else's if we're all kind of using those those same buzzwords i feel almost like off the shelf i'm organized i am a collaborative person i work well with others so that's one question how do you kind of stand out. And then the second question is, you know, we've talked many times on this show about how a lot of times we're going through algorithms to get to a real person and those algorithms
1: flag certain key terms. So where does that play into all of this? Okay. So I'm going to answer that question first Um, with every job, right? It is um, you have to take a step back and look at, and, and, and unfortunately finding a job is like a full-time job in and of itself it does take work and it can be really frustrating and people feel very defeated it can feel it, it can feel very personal i mean it is personal even though it is business but you have to think about what your resume's role is in that hiring process for that job if you are looking at a job specifically that you know you, you see this job title you see the job description you read it and you're like this is everything that i'm doing this is, I am, this is, job is made for me. You have to make your resume made for that job. Um, if that means updating that, um, that, that summary, that, that tagline, um, your branding statement, if you will, um, to incorporate the words, you know, the, you're, you're creating this resume for, you know, two, two things, or you're, you're an ATS a, or a robot, <laughs> and then also a, a human, a hiring manager, human resources. Um, So you have to kind of you have to be strategic in how you put this resume together um, at any level of your career, because you do want it to stand out. You do want that 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 one thing that's going to intrigue somebody to want to dig deeper into your experience. And then the first part of your question was, how do you avoid those? You know, I'm going to say it corporate cliches. Where it starts to feel like, okay, well, if I'm using all of the same words, collaborative, results oriented, that kind of thing, that's where it is so crucial to not just state those words, but show in your resume how you are those things. You know, we talked uh, a lot about behavioral based interviewing, right? Where it's like in that interview process, should you get there, um, those kind of questions that a hiring manager or an interviewer might be asking. Um, In a way where they're having you, a hiring manager might say something like, well, tell me about your most difficult leadership challenge. They're assessing team leadership. They want to see what you're describing and how you handled that challenge. Do the same thing on your resume. I always encourage my, my candidates going in for an interview to always research the STAR interview method. That might be something that you apply to how you... Build out your resume. So, situation, task, action, results. So, situation, you're painting that specific picture of the situation you're faced. What was it? Who's involved? Why did it happen? The task, you're explaining your specific role in that task. Um, why were you involved? What's the background? Action, um, this is where you discuss specifically actions you took to potentially resolve this situation. Um, And, and then also why you chose to complete a task in a certain way. Uh, And then results, obviously the, the detail, the results of your actions and and describing that in detail. Um, What's the outcome? What was your personal feeling towards that? Was this a learning experience? What did you take away from that situation? and, Who, how, how was this? How were these results? How did they impact you as a professional in this moment? And I think being able to answer questions in that consistent and concise format, that might be a way that you start thinking about, okay, well, if that's how, how, if I'm asking, if I'm being asked questions specifically about certain things, maybe STAR can be helpful in how I frame my resume. I think that you know we're we're obviously in the year twenty twenty one and I think there's so many things that have remained consistent. I think from aesthetics point of view when it comes to your resume, I think a one page resume, if you can realistically make your resume one page, I think that is ideal. Um, but it depends on every person's situation, every person's level of experience, right? But I do think you also, when you're doing that check-in on your resume to update, to polish, look back on the years and see what's not relevant. Unfortunately, unconscious bias exists um, in in places and there is age discrimination. And I do think that it is important um, that you are mindful of how far back you are going. And I, I say that because it is something that a lot of companies are really trying to be better about and not, you know, perpetuating an, an, an unconscious bias around age and, and somebody who's been maybe working for X amount of years. But you want to make sure that you are really focusing on your most relevant experience. And how you can be impactful in that future role. People <laughs> may not be happy with me saying that. Working in, in talent acquisition, and I, I want to help alleviate any unconscious bias. But again, not everybody is like me and not every company. So that's just that's some food for thought. What if you
0: have a resume where you have really great experience, but it is? pretty far back. So for example, I used to be a TV news reporter, but it was 15 years ago. And, you know, I'm aware of age discrimination and I'm walking that fine line between what I'm capable of and what maybe the stereotype of somebody in my age would be. So how do you navigate that if, if you want to include really relevant experience on your resume, but you don't want to put
1: the dates? If we're going back 10, 15 years and you want to show that, you know, you worked with these organizations and you were in this particular role um, as an added value to the skills that you bring, I might put something like past experience, make, make that a little header and just just list it, you know, reporter, anchor, this station, maybe even the location, and then just kind of have a, that's where I might say you might just want to do kind of a, a, a list. I like that, Mm -hmm. and that you're not you're not calling out the you know in that specific situation. If somebody wants to do a little bit digging deeper you're not necessarily listing any bullet points, but you're just listing some of those other positions that you held.
2: That's really smart, Mm Elisa. That's really good advice. And I also like um, kind of going back when you said uh, during your review that that could be a really good time to put on your calendar to set some time aside to update all the things, LinkedIn, resume, etc. I want to touch on something that always I think is another lift, even before you get into piecing together your experience or uh, changing your, your current role, all the things, is resume style slash design. What is your advice or maybe you have resources for templates online of where you go to find the most current looking formatting for a resume?
1: I am really loving Canva right now. Um, with everything that they offer in terms of uh, social media templates and things like that. I would, especially if you want something that is is still aesthetically clean and, and effective, I think that that's a great place to, to look for some more basic looking templates. I think, you know, a simple... Google search of images is going to generate some really great, um, you know, just a simple resume 2021 and looking at the images. I do think that you should avoid some of the, the templates that are baked into a Word document. And also, your colleagues, your peers, ask if they would mind sharing your, their resume with you, especially if it's somebody that you see seemingly doesn't seem to have a hard time. Finding a, a job, right? Um, they seem to they seem to get interviews, and they seem to people seem to um, reach out. I think it's asking, "Hey, would you mind if I look at your resume? Um, I'm trying to get ideas. I'm having a really hard time. I would just love to see how somebody else lays out their resume. And if it's something that appeals to you, and you feel like that is in line, ask them if they mind if if you you know if you copy their template. I Uh, Years ago, I I had a resume that uh, just was, oh my gosh, it was, it was a terrible, terrible resume. And it was one of my first jobs out here in LA. Um, And my, my friend's um, uh, girlfriend at the time, she was in a pretty uh, high level position and she was like, I'll take a look at your resume. And she line by line went through and said, this is what I would do. And she shared with me her resume. And to this day, that is the resume template that I use. And it is so basic. There's no bells or whistles to it. And then
2: Elisa, really quick before we wrap up, um, going back to formatting and different levels of your professional career, um, you know, having experience at the top versus having you know your your collegiate career uh, at the top. Um, just touch on that really quick because it does evolve as you mature in your in your professional career. So let let us know your tips on that.
1: Yeah, I I always tend to keep my education at the bottom. That's education, certifications, things like that. You know, from a chronological standpoint, if you are a recent graduate, maybe you want that closer to the top. If you're you just you know completed your JD from University of Michigan or or whatever the case might be, you might want that as as something that's at the top. I think that's really dependent on where you are in your professional career. Um, but at mine sits at the bottom. I think that you know there's there's different types of resumes. Some people like to keep everything chronological. Some people like kind of having the combination of chronological and functional, or some people just really like to have something that's a little bit more functional that really kind of highlights my skills, you know, the relevant experience, but may not necessarily be chronological.
0: Is there like one common mistake that you see over and over and over and over again that people are making that would be an easy fix? Uh, I would say
1: check your grammar.
0: <laughs> I thought um, you were going to say grammar or spelling.
1: There. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, spelling grammar. I think again, some of the the more gimmicky with the graphics and all of the moving pieces, because also sometimes those, while they might look pretty when you're creating them and they might look really cool, when you upload them to an applicant tracking system, that doesn't always translate. But I do think that grammar is is a big one. And I think that um, calling this out, specifically going back to a resume that I had recently reviewed, is when you are in your most relevant experience in a role that you are currently doing, you want to make sure that you're, um, that interchangeable words um, between your past and your present, like if you're managing something currently, you're currently, that is managed versus managed. Um, so you want to be you want to be mindful of your your past and present tense in your in your resume as well,
2: Alisa. What are some of the top three things that have been eye catching that have been a draw to a resume for you as a recruiter?
1: I I do love a breathable resume, something that is just everyone's you know mindful of their margins, four in, you know one inch margins all four sides, consistent font, and then. I really like when somebody I'm, I'm filling right now a role that, that we need somebody who's a YouTube expert and a YouTube specialist. and I skimming resumes when people specifically call out the, the success that they've had, that they can measure um, and those, that da- those data points that they can capture. Um, when somebody tells me they've grown a YouTube channel from zero to four million, I, I like when somebody gives me something that's on paper, seemingly tangible, that, that is something that really excites me. Great. We'd love I to see that. that. We'd love person. to see
2: that candidate. Yeah, I was going to say, we need a YouTube
0: expert too.
1: Have
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> anybody yeah, listening.
2: Fantastic.
0: <laughs> well, awesome. even well beyond international update your resume month, this is fantastic advice. Thanks, Elisa. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for
0: providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. We'll
2: meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women.